Hi, I'm Dr. Drew, and this is Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Dr. After Dark. People seem to like this podcast, so we're going to keep doing it. We thank you for listening and subscribing on your favorite platforms. You can watch all the episodes at your mom's house YouTube channel. Rate us five stars. Tell a friend. We appreciate it. Uh, People are talking about this one, much to my amazement. Steve-O, welcome to the program. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me. People seem to like this. They think it's sort of like a reboot of Loveline. And so what better than to have one of my favorite Loveline guests on the pod? Well, thank you. So instead of having callers, you've got clips. I have clips, I have emails, and I have voicemails. Okay. And we, and then the latter half, we just talk about you. Okay. And people, people dig it. It's doing the same old thing. It's got to be different, right? Somehow. Sure. And so this is different. Um, let's, let's go to a voicemail to start out. Do you have a voicemail for us? Yeah, let me load one up, but maybe uh, you right. know, if people want to call in, what number could they call, Drew? They can call us at 818-253-1693 or email us at drdrewafterdark at gmail.com, and you can be part of the show. You leave your voicemail at that number, <coughs> 818-253-1693, or email, and uh, I'll read emails like this. Here you go, Steve. Let me cut to the chase. This is from, uh, I'm not going to read what he says the title is. About a year ago, I slept with a girl I remember had a very distinct odor, not unusual. Uh, Most times every now and then, ever since, my own penis smells like her. Again, very distinct. Not like myself, not like my own odor. I've been testing clean. I don't feel any symptoms. I don't, but I do worry from time to time, why should my penis automatically have changed scent? Should I be worried? I want to know how he smells his penis. Uh, I'd like (laughs) to know that too. That sounds like a a stunt you guys might do. Right. I mean... And and I'm going to interject something I think is particularly hilarious here and a little bit pertinent. Um, By the way, that my my crack production staff calls this a serious question. <laughs> this is a serious question. Okay. Right. Wait till uh, the wait till the uh, silly questions come in. I'm a little afraid of those. <laughs> but go ahead. Okay. So uh, this is a phenomenon. I don't know if you're aware of, but uh, a man's ball sweat. You know, I think if, if if you keep going, if if you go and wipe your bare balls with your hand, yes. and, then, and then give it a smell, yes. it doesn't smell bad. Not your I own think, balls, right? Not your own balls. Uh, is it weird that my girl loves the way my balls smell? <laughs> She'll be like, oh, like have you, have you taken a shower in the last couple of days? And uh, you know, like no, and she's excited about it to give him a. A swipe and then wow she's like primal man <laughs> she's, she's epic my she's, girl is so dope <laughs> we have a picture of you guys in action can we possibly cut to that by any chance it was uh there it is it's one of your bucket list <laughs> phenomena there you guys are uh, right which had she just smelled your balls at that point is that what had happened and she can't uh and what is the device you're using there to make uh that all work okay well um half of the comments under these photos are who took the photo and uh, I, I haven't revealed it. I'll give it to you. It's um, there's a setting on the GoPro which uh, it's um, a vocal command. Oh! So we have it set up on a tripod, oh, and we yeah. simply say, "GoPro, take a picture." Nice. GoPro, take photo. It's a great picture. Well, thanks. It is we, a good uh, picture. It was one of your bucket list items. Uh, I don't know that that was one of my bucket list items. I wouldn't. The bucket list is um, is particularly. Uh, the bar's really high for that. So this like is this is a this is an this, incidental phenomenon. This is uh this, this is us having fun. So so the ball smith thing, very interesting. Uh 
it, it people theorize that that's where pheromones and those sorts of things are activated. So it makes, I, I think it's more that we have unique smells and pheromones that we all put out, so to speak, and that somebody who's really in love and passionately involved with you would naturally find all that, it's just another sensory piece of looking mm-hmm. at you, seeing you, being with you. It's just all part of it. And sense of smell, olfactory, our olfactory system goes deep into our brain very quickly. So it, it makes right. sense to me that, that it would be activating. It can be equally as disgusting, right? Right. So we can be completely put off by people or re- re- brought in. Now, why, why do our own farts smell so great to us? Um, <clears throat> they don't have to. For some people, they're, even, even some, the, you know, the self-smart, they, they appreciate that their own farts aren't good, right? Oh, there, okay. there can be, if you have a lot of methane in, in the gas. Uh, but generally, I think we are sort of, it's familiar. The familiarity lets us know that we're all good and alive and okay, and here we are. It's us. Right. It's, a, it's a little territory marking, maybe. Right. Now, I asked that because uh, I, I shared that. I overshared that because the, I figured the only way you can smell your wiener is if you kind of give it a wipe and then smell your fingers. Yeah, yeah. That's right. good. So, no, it's good. It's a good way to do But here's the deal, is that um, these smells are caused by various chemicals and proteins that can bond onto our skin. They can like bond to the proteins on the surface of the skin. So it makes sense to me. Certain, I've, I have smelled certain smells from infectious diseases and other things, body fluids and things that, I mean, literally I can't get out of my nose for weeks. Right. And that's because it stays bond, bound in there. Right. I think there's a piece missing from this too. And that's that uh, it's only at certain times when he uh, encounters this smell from his woman. Yeah, no, and- no. It was, a, it was a woman some time ago. Oh, okay. He's no longer with, and now he okay. smells like her. So that, yeah, that throws me off. I'm thinking that uh, if he, he would have had to dip in for a serving, to, but it's not. It's, it's, just it's, coming. it's just stuck. Now, wait, wait, I wonder if it's in his nose or if it's actually in his penis. Wow. Interesting. Let's go move on. A 35-year-old man for the last few years, I have an issue where if I masturbate, after having had a few drinks, I will feel a sensation that's part burning, part painful tickle in the base of my urethra in his taint. He specifies. Uh, it's usually temporary, lasting for 10 or 15 minutes, 10 to 15 very uncomfortable minutes before subsiding. This does not happen when I masturbate while sober. I can't recall if I've ever happening during drunk sex, if he's ever had that. I would appreciate your thoughts. I think he's talking about pubococcygeal muscle spasm, which huh. is if you ever had that, it's usually it's more like after you ejaculate, you, that the, the taint muscle can spasm it. You get a real visceral pain down there. Have you ever had that? Ah, uh, that doesn't ring a for me. <laughs> <laughs> we was, we've established you're a superior genetic specimen. <laughs> How did we establish that again? Ah, uh, I forget. Was it um, in, in either my uh, my high tolerance for anesthesia drugs that, or... Yes, yes, there was that. Or... Uh, Oh, it was the fact that you'd had many, many baseballs and bats to your balls. Oh, correct. Yes, and your sperm count was good. Be above right. average. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, no, significantly. So this pubococcygeal spasm, I don't know why it's just when you're drunk. I mean, muscles do operate a little differently when you're having a lot of alcohol in your system. And uh, it is one of those things. Some people have it all the time. Some people find it very uncomfortable. And um, it's no big deal. It's a common thing. Uh, here's, uh, I was fooling around with my chick the other night, and she had taken... <laughs> A rocket popsicle. I think they mean one of those. Sure, I'm familiar. She had put it in her vagina, quote, for a surprise. Uh, As I pulled a few moments... Wait a minute. As I pulled a few moments later... Oh, I see. She put it in as he grabbed for the stick, but only the stick came out. No evidence of popsicle. 
Should I be concerned? What do you think? Um, well, it depends on how much time had elapsed. And uh, if he's saying like the, it's vacuous in there and, and swallowed this huge thing. It ate it. Right. So, uh, it's a, so vagina it's, dentata, it's called. Should he be concerned what that, uh, that, 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 that there's a large... There's a popsicle up there waiting for him? Well, I mean, oh, there's something it, it, up there it, eating things is what you're asking. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm not even what? sure, but... Uh, Okay. It, did, did it melt? I asked it melted. About, it melted. Let's yeah, I'm asking correct. about the time, how much time elapsed because right. it, it melted. But here's the deal. Here's, here's what concerns me is the vagina is a very delicate environment. I mean, the flora uh-huh. and the fauna have a, like a balance. And you stick a popsicle in there, all that sugar and stuff, you're going to cause like a vaginitis in my humble and there's, opinion. And there's all the artificial coloring. Yeah, it's no, a really, no. really like heavy turquoise and red artificial colors. Yeah, not not good. Not good for your... Badge. Yeah, nah, yeah, keep that or, out of the cooter from now on. Yeah, out of the giner. No, no, no. <laughs> is, uh, oh, shoot. Well, what was his name that passed away? They used to call it the giner. Greatest guy ever. Help me, gentlemen. Uh, he had a weight issue. Ralphie May? Ralphie May. Ralphie May. I love Ralphie May. Did you miss Ralphie May? Did you, did you know I him didn't know him personally. Oh, I didn't he was know him a great guy. But, uh, he was a great and, and he was so funny. Oh, my God. Yeah. Funny. I never heard a bad story about him. No, no. And there's, well, and there's enough people on the comedy circuit who I've never heard a good story about. So. What, what, yeah, what is that? That you guys sit in the back and just shit on each other constantly? Well, it's it's not that. I don't think it's that that we, that we shit on each other. I think that it's just that we uh, sort of follow each other around on this train. Yeah. Where where you know each stop, you know, it's well, who are the last people to come through here? You it's know, the whistle it's sort stop. Of like, yeah, we take turns in various. Like your you cowboys. Know, Coming into town. Yeah, we take turns in all these destinations, and so it just naturally comes up in conversation who is there prior, yeah. and uh, what and, what's going to come up is the more notable experiences, and and they tend to be uh, notable because they're extremely favorable or unfavorable. But you guys always open with he's an asshole, right? Mm, nah, not too much. No, I mean, but but then again, like I will, of course, you know, I think what you're pointing to, out of uh, just sort of immature curiosity be like you know I'll ask the the club manager you know like okay who is the biggest nightmare that you've had here? you know like oh that's a so who was it um i don't wanna... what, what name comes up tom segura no 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 no. christina p i've certainly. never i've never heard those names and uh corolla i, I, I <laughs> for sure for sure okay okay, okay. <laughs> oh, thank you no I, that, I actually haven't i'm just saying that to, to rib him but um Got him. The, the 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 success that he's had with these just gigantic ven- venues on Tuesday nights to have people watch him record a podcast. Yeah, and weird, isn't it? Unbelievable. He just had a uh, comedy movie drop. He couldn't get it sold on any of the platforms, so he just released it in theaters himself. Oh, how about that? And, and also online, so you can you know download it, pay for it, download it. So he's got his own paywall. Yep, that's an interesting thing. Just for I, a that... comedy special, it's good. It, it's funny. I saw it. I, uh, I'm interested to hear more about that uh, that method of distribution. Yes. Uh, it's because the, the networks are so frozen. They're, they like can't make a decision on anything. And so I think talented people are just going out and meeting their audience where they are, just finding them. I know that Louis C.K. made that approach yeah. uh, you know, successful. Mm-hmm. But then I, my question is, uh, how much has the, the landscape of media evolved since Louis C.K. notably did that? I would where, say it's gone more that direction. No? Um, yes, except for there's, uh, it's the pay part. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know people you're gonna don't pay, like paying. 
You know yeah. you're gonna pay for Netflix, but if you've got some new paywall that's like pay per view, yeah, yeah, then that's gonna be a little I, trickier. I All right, let's take a voicemail here. Here we go. Hold on to your seat. Hi, Doctor Drew. My name is Esteban. Um, I've had an issue for the last three and a half years. My daughter is three and a half years old. My wife is very attractive. She was before my daughter and still is. We had a super active sexual life, and then the day after my daughter was born, I uh, I just couldn't feel that same sexual attraction towards oh, her. Oh, wow. It's taken about two and a half years, and I'm starting to feel that, but unfortunately, my wife has kind of given up on the situation, and oh. now she's not really feeling it. Um, I've heard that uh, um, some kind of Madonna syndrome or something, but uh, I'm just curious if uh, right. there's anything I can do about it. So this is... This is normal in any way. I got you, you. buddy. I got you, man. It's tragic, right? I think uh, just just from the outset, on behalf of this little family you're starting, you and your wife get to a therapist. Just get in there and start talking about this. The reality is that after a baby, um, God does not want you to reproduce right away. So during breastfeeding and for about a year after delivery, women are shut down typically sexually. But men can be too. That's another adaptive thing. That's why men get shut down like that. But the fact that you see now your, your wife who is a sexual object now, as a mother, that freaks you out. You can't reconcile those things in your head. Do you, can you relate to that at all? Well, I, I'm not going to have any kids. So but I mean, I, you, can that, you understand that somebody would feel that way? What you're saying makes sense to yeah. me, for sure. I, you, that wouldn't happen to you, though. Um, well, it's not going to happen after I got my vasectomy, that's for sure. Have you had the last sperm? I, if I eat I, you as much of a genetic specimen as I suspect you are, you might blow through that wall. You better get it tested. Did you get to a zero sperm count oh, three, yeah. three times? Uh, I went um, six weeks after my vasectomy, and uh, under the microscope, there was not even a corpse on the battlefield. Supposed to have three. Oh, yeah. Three negatives. All right. So well, go back. I'm creeping up on a year since my vasectomy. Just get another one. All right. I mean, I mean, I mean we've we got to go to the fertility clinic anyway for uh, some other exciting ideas. What? <laughs> what the hell? So I, tell, tell them what you're doing now. What is this? all this adventure you're on? Um. There, uh, I'm on my bucket list tour, right. which is, uh, it's, you know, a list of elusive, outrageous stunts that, uh, I never, like you were telling about skydiving, skydiving while masturbating. Yes. Actually, as is like the custom, a, mm -hmm. as like perfectly actually normal, perfectly natural, <laughs> peeing white as I fall out of the airplane and through the sky, peeing what? Peeing white. Why white? Oh, ejaculating. <laughs> yeah, peeing white. <laughs> peeing white? Yeah, yeah, you know. I don't know. <laughs> Shoot, shooting ropes. Shooting ropes. Dropping yeah. loads. Right. Okay. Um, While you, did you have to like get right to the edge as you fell out of the plane? or did Pretty you, much, yeah. Because you were afraid uh -huh. what, it would distract you too much falling 3,000 feet? Well, I just wanted to time it. I felt like if uh, I was I already falling in the sky, it would be hard to capture And you, you weren't doing solo diving, so you were strapped to somebody else's back. Correct. Any, this was um, my first ever skydive. Wow. Any um, cross, you know, caught in the, any any uh, collateral damage to the skydiving <laughs> instructor? You, you know the the first time, uh, I, first time this came up with an actual skydive professional. I was I was getting ready to tape my last special, and I'm behind the bar. They're going to introduce me. I'm ready to go, and this kid's like. Steve-O, and I'm thinking, no, not now. Like, oh, I'm trying to ignore him. And he says, uh, dude, you got to go skydiving. I'm a professional. And I think, oh, shit, this is too important. So I just turn my attention to him, and I tell him the idea. The kid looks at me. He says, dude, 
you can totally come all over me. <laughs> <laughs> and you thought that that's my man. <laughs> I got his number. <laughs> you I noticed you're you're having some of your tattoos taken off. Um are these the ones that offended your dad? This is uh, come, this is a result of my burns, for which I had the skin grafts. Oh. So you see how that that's uh, was that when you fell under the fire? With, with I didn't the, fall on it; I laid in it. <laughs> it was the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen. Yeah, well, the footage isn't out there, but yeah, the aftermath, the the blisters. Wait a minute. There's another thing where you fall on something burning? No, no, no. This is the thing where the the, the, the things were swinging. And oh, no, no, no. Yeah, no. This is since then. Yeah. This oh, is, my this God. Is, is uh, something I, worse than that? This is when... Um, oh. Maybe you'll remember I had a skin graft surgery in Denver. There's, oh, that's uh, right. Yes. Correct. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of concern because uh, I was in such excruciating pain. I did not understand that the norm with serious third degree burns is that they don't heal, that the damage somehow deepens and spreads. Right, and, and then bacteria gets right in. You can't to keep the bacteria out because your body's open to the world, and so you get horrible infections. And the, the pain got worse. worse and worse and worse. I kept I remember I was going to Steve Hospital, hospital, hospital. I, I, I went five days on my own. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. And it was, it was like it, it reached a point where it was by far and away the most fucked up pain i've ever experienced yeah i know burn is the worst the worst and the worst uh, i showed oh. up at the hospital and they were like pretty impressed they're like what, yeah. have you, what have you been doing for the last five days yeah and and what was it you had done what burned you uh i laid in uh you know we, we sprinkled a rocket engine fuel all over the floor and i laid in it and did snow angels and then they lit it <laughs> it's a little bit like if you had your if you held your thumb over a match and then lit the match because of it holding your thumb, it would burn really fast I was laying in rocket engine fuel when they lit it. You don't know what it when when you care about somebody and you see them do <laughs> stuff like that. It it makes your balls go up into your chest. Well, that's why I did it is because I love my woman so much. I, I felt that. Would to prove it to her? Well, what would it was burned to death in front of you. What it was was that I had grown uncomfortable with the way that it felt, as though she was living with me in my house. You know, like as if she was some kind of guest in my house, and where I'm like, I love her, and I wanted it to feel like our house. So I told her. Babe, I'm going to blow up the living room. I've got a bomb guy, and he's coming in with bombs and fire, and I'm going to try and fuck up all the walls and everything, and so we'll have to repaint, and I want you in charge of that to put your touches on it mm. and choose the paint and everything. Okay, okay. And so, uh, so it was a little bit of a stunt fest in the living room with a bunch of bombs and fire. I just remember that one where you fell on that. It was like a fire, yeah. frying pan. Yeah. <laughs> you fell on a frying pan, essentially. Right, right. And, and watching it, it just, it just, I just, I just couldn't. I, That's another one. They, they, that fire will get you quick. <laughs> <laughs> Here, uh, this is our, okay, this is, uh, uh, I don't believe a woman wrote this. Silly, huh? Yeah, that's in the silly. Yeah. I don't believe it. Did one of you guys write yeah, it? Let, let, let me read no, this No, we one. wrote none of these emails. Right. Okay. Hello, doctor. I am a married woman who only comes from butthole stimulation. I've met one of them. Not married, though. Uh, specifically. How was that? Uh, it was weird. It was a, uh, it, it was, this is, let me be clear, a long, long yeah, time ago. Of in, uh, I, I want to say maybe t 2002. Okay. It was, yeah, I think it couldn't have been. It was 2002 or 2001, and it was a dancer huh. from the strip club Crazy Girls, uh. and she was heavily addicted to crystal methamphetamines. Hey, good times. And, and um, she said that she wasn't even interested in having vaginal intercourse, that uh, if she was going to bother, that she wanted it uh, in the rear end. 
Well, good times. And, uh, you know. Yeah, you had to do your job. <laughs> what <were> you argue? <laughs> you, you had to do what was called for. Right. You know, I didn't want to waste this woman's time. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't want to waste her, your time, so okay, good. Right. Um, but, okay, I see, but, but, I but you had a famous drop on Loveline, when, which was essentially... <laughs> Why, when you rub your right? Ball? No, why is it? Why is it that that when you're uh, masturbating, that it feels so much better if you're simultaneously tickling your own balls? Mm. And you said that you did not know that that was the case, and I uh, characterized that as the first chink in your armor that I had ever become aware of. <laughs> it's like I thought you knew everything, dude. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I didn't realize that uh, ball fondling during I, I... ball fondling. Um, also, uh, a, a little bit of taint pushing. Taint pushing. Well, that taint kind of pushes things. That's prostate stimulation. Prostate stimulation. Mm -hmm. There you go. Mm -hmm. Like uh, enhances a tug. I'm here to tell you, <laughs> as somebody without a prostate, I don't miss it. You okay. know what I'm saying? Right. Okay. Okay. So let's keep reading. All right. Uh, married woman who only comes from butthole stimulation, specifically mm. flicking it off while I shit or having my husband fuck my ass pussy. <laughs> However, I am prone to injury. Specifically, Wait, how do those things even happen? Uh, you read nonsense, I think. I hope. Um, however, I am prone to injury. Specifically, having a problem with my delicate anus skin tearing when he destroys me. So, do that's, you have, he destroys me. That's not a woman's language, right? Uh, that's a dude. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's clearly somebody just trying to have fun. With yeah. So Thank do you have you. tips on preventing injury other than lube? I mean, there's a legitimate um, question there. Yes, there is legitimate. Yeah. And, and I think that this is uh, something that I'm actually very interested in because um, <sighs> anal sex, you're a fan of anal sex in general. Like, like you're not against, you not know, against telling it. people mm -hmm. you know, no. by all means. Although I understand my first... Um, T-shirt here is going to be don't do double penetration. Don't right. do double I saw, penetration. I saw you. Right? In, Isn't that, was it you yeah, and Theo Vaughn, I think, had that discussion? I think me and Tom Segura. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's, what, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, yeah, but, uh, but you can tear, and this is not a, and the muscle of this region is very different than a vagina. I, when you say muscle, is that the O-ring? The O-ring, that's right. It's a, it's a circular muscle there. And it is, the vagina is designed to expand and handle the head of a baby coming out of it right? right so it's very elastic there's all then there's 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 even jo you know pubic joints and things that can move around this is just the o-ring and it's a muscle that can tear the tissue can tear for sure you can get fissures abscesses fistulas all kinds of nasty stuff fistures fistulas fistulas which is I like a, a lot of fisting going on yeah, here. <laughs> no you can get fistulas from fisting for sure it's like a like a little burrowing canal that comes to the surface from the rectum Okay. And uh, now, I think that the common sense dictates that if you have a particularly large movement and yes. you look and you look in the toilet and there's a log yes. that's, that's that's bigger than your wiener. Mm -hmm. And like 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 a, that's how big a log can get is as big as a big wiener. And when it does that, it can tear and cause bleeding and things like that, Just right? from pooping, huh? Just from pooping. Uh, Howard Stern's always talking about never don't push. Wait until it's ready to come out. That's how you get hemorrhoids? Yeah, if you're prone to hemorrhoids, straining and pushing can do that. But, I mean, if you have... Some people need to push a little bit. I mean, it depends how old you are and what's going on. What, what do you I mean, think Howard, about... is, Howard is very preoccupied with that part of his body function. Sure. What do you think about the squatty pot? I figured that was coming next. I have them um, in every, every toilet in the house. You, you like them? I, I use them. I don't I always remember to use I mean, it, that, but... that's what people... That is the position people would have gotten in and out in the wild. Right. Um, I think... 
it's not necessary, but for some people it helps helps evacuate. Sure. Um, I mean, better you take your Metamucil and your bulk and, you know, right. things will kind of work out by themselves. So in, uh, in, in pornography, you'll see anal scenes, just, just, you know, like, uh, and are, are, are porn stars who do a lot please, of... Please make a gif out of that. <laughs> are porn stars who do a lot of anal uh, work, yeah. are, are they, like, are they going to have depends later in Well, life? have you seen anal prolapse stuff? Knoxville sent a thing where it was like the dude had the whole arm up a guy's butt or oh something, and then it came out with the pink sock. Right. So the pink sock thing, that's not, that's, that's not a okay uh, because when it folds out like that, it can cut off the blood supply. And the only way you can get at that is, is it's deep in your body. You have to have a major surgery to get at that. You can't, you can't go from the rear end up. You have to go through the, the sigmoid and the rectum region of the body and dig down into it because the blood supply is so complicated down there. And so, you know, the pink sock thing, people make fun of that. I, I, that That's to me, called prolapse. It's called renal prolapse. And I just see surgery when I, there's a lot of stuff on this show. I just think, oh, that's a surgery. That's a surgery. Right. <laughs> I remember there being uh, a lot of concern over the idea that um, the, to take the toy car, the Hot Wheels car, and put it up the butt and then go get the x-ray, which we did in our first movie. Congratulations. There, there was... Uh, so proud of you. Right. Well, I didn't do it. I backed out because Dad said that... Uh, Dad was just so disappointed I couldn't do it to him. And, and, <laughs> and what is it you were afraid that would happen? Uh, he was just afraid about me putting something on my butt. <laughs> He's homophobic. <laughs> and since then, it's been on. Um, right now, now he's come a long way. I yeah, mean, yeah. Dad, dad's really come a long way. He's experimenting himself now. Yeah, but now, now I'm actually more and more just finding myself comfortable sharing my creative plans with him even before they happen. With Ted? Yeah, I mean, not all of them. <laughs> you know? Well, now show him the tattoo that he wasn't happy with. Oh, that one. Um, oh, it's going away. It's it's faded. Mm, I got from the, the burn. I had I had shit and no, that's not from the burn. That was okay. actually a laser. I had shit and fuck tattooed on my knuckles. Yes, and and, a, and a big dick on my arm. Drippy dick. Yes. Yeah, dripping dick. And and I came home after uh, getting both of them, and Dad pointed to my knuckles. He said, he said, that's dumb. But then he pointed to the dick on my arm. He said, but I'm personally offended by that. <laughs> <laughs> so these were the two and, that I <laughs> and describe Ted. Dad's it, hat. It's. It's not, it's not the, if you, if there was a lineup here, he would be the last guy you'd pick for Steve-O's father. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but describe him. Um, he, uh, he's super logical, super, super intelligent, coiffed, usually like a striped fitted shirt, maybe with a bow tie <laughs> or a tie. Beautiful, uh, like a, a jacket that v, was fitted. V-neck, v short, yeah. yes. short sleeve sweater. Yes, yes. And, and um, nicest guy in the world, by the way. Successful and, and CEO. I, I, he's one of my favorite people to talk to, by the way. He's great. He's great. Yeah. But in a lineup, last last person to be Steve was dead. Right, <laughs> but, right. Um, which I think I love. We should bring him in here one of these days. I, I, oh, my I actually God. just uh, I just invited him. Uh, I told him I've got all my frequent flyer miles piling up from my tour, and I want to use them to fly him and his new wife out to visit in L.A. While you're doing some of your antics? Uh, I, boy, did I hit him with an antic uh, which the one? last time. Um, I, I, I probably shouldn't say it, but I will. Um I invited him and my uh, my jackass counterpart Chris Pontius over uh, to the house. Yes, and uh, under the guise of telling Dad that uh, I wanted him to weigh in on a vegan burger called the Beyond Burger. Okay, so we were setting up the cameras. 
while Pontius was in the bathroom masturbating with a condom on, and uh, he blew a huge, huge load, yes. took off the condom and no. tied, tied it in a knot. Uh. And then uh, with Dad on camera, Pontius came out and uh, and he handed it to me. And uh, and Dad said, wait, wait, what's this? What's going on? And uh, I explained to Dad that uh, I wasn't going to swallow this condom to hurt him. I said, Dad, I'm not doing this to hurt you. <laughs> and Dad said, no, you're not going to hurt me. You're going to piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then you swallowed it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's get to some video <laughs> clips. Let's look at one of these videos. Um, what's the juice lady? Uh, that's, let me see what that's yeah, all, all about. All right. So the setup to this is that this is from episode oh. uh, 487 of your mom's house. Mm -hmm. And what we noticed is that, uh, you know, she, she's either Middle Eastern or, or maybe uh, somewhere from the Eastern Bloc. Um, so we wanted to see if this like is the a, lovely Christina, right? Exactly. So Christina really relates to this woman, of course. And we want to see if you know if, if this corresponds to non-American culture, or if this is a behavior you might see in some Americans. Steve, buckle in. All this right. lady is in a convenience store. She bought apple juice, like from the you know from the freezer. She's like, it's not sweet enough. It's and all then, super sweet. It's all sugar. Well, I'll let it unfold. You know, <laughs> look unfold. at those tits on her too. Yeah. This expired. This is not sweet. It's expired. It's not expired. Wait, is it expired? Isn't that sweet? I tasted it. Don't it look expires it. March 20th, 2014. I don't care. So she's trying to switch out some juice. Okay. So she's going to get more aggressive here. Oh, second. no kidding. I'm sorry. We can't help you. There's no refunds. Refunds? <laughs> what is it? All is about money in America, about money. I want another juice. It's not sweet. Give me, give me a fresh, sweet juice. You can call the company and complain to them, but we're not replacing it. What company? Go to hell. What company? You fit, fit so company. <laughs> okay, yeah. you can leave now. This is so, I like the way Tom is already delighted. He, he's already delights in her in her misery. Yeah, he loves it. Give me flashbacks to my you're childhood fat, right fat now. So company. You're fat, so you fat motherfucker. You're what company? Fat, you're, you're fat, so company. Fat, so company. She's out of her Why mind. Why should I give me sweet juice? No. I take my juice. money. Why steal my money? All these fucking thieves. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go. Give me sweet Please. juice. I call the cops. I call the cops. Okay. I call the cops. I call the cops. You. you can escape the cops. It's not sweet. Stop it. Oh, stop it. Huh. So she feels really betrayed here. Is yes. That, is that normal? No. I, 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 I hate that uh, big men. Big men. She's like, I hate fat pig men. Yeah, she's yeah, so yeah. fat. She's so fat. <laughs> she's such a fatty. And, and she's not wearing a supportive bra either. <laughs> Very disturbing. Yeah. So, I mean, Dr. Drew, what do you think about that psychological? So I think that's more psychiatric than psychological. So she is uh, like not, that's called agitation. When somebody's agitated, and of course, the more sort of unhappy I am and, and sort of bad I feel for some of these videos, the more Tom and Christina experience delight. They, I, I just hope they don't ever like, aren't witnessing this kind of thing in real life because they'll just sat there and laugh at people. It's, it's, it, I don't, I don't, they're not my friends. I don't know these people. Give me one more video. What else you got there? Yeah, up next, we have uh, a little discussion going on back and forth between uh, Tom and Christina. Uh-oh. And uh, Tom has one side of the argument. Christina has the other side. Uh, Want to see what you and Steve-O might, who, who you guys might side with. Hey, by the way, did they mind me taking that dog head and wearing it? 
Oh, they loved it. Okay. They cannot wait for that episode. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, last night, I, I was, we were getting ready. We are winding down for our evening. Mm-hmm. And then you disappeared into the bathroom and I was like, are you going to make brown now? And you're like, no, no, I'm just going to go read. And then, of course, I, I put it together that you were browning because I yeah. heard the sounds and I, I started to smell the smells through the door. No, you didn't. And then um, it was so interesting because you came out and you were like, all right, are we going to make marital loves now? Like, and that's fine. I'm just saying it was interesting because there was no lag time. There was no... Refract, re- refractory period. Okay, hold on. Slow, stop this. There's a lot packed into that. There's a lot packed into that. First of all, Steve, as a man, um, merely because you've evacuated your rectum, that's nothing to do with sex or not sex, right? I mean, you'd be, you'd be conscientious. And, Is it and, your rectum that you evacuate? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, it gets into the, what's called the anal verge and then it goes okay. through. So you've evacuated your materials. Uh-huh. And um, and then it's time for sexy time. Do you, is there is there have to be like a transition period, right? Um, Other than being careful and respectful to your partner, right? You don't want to expose her to anything unnecessary. Think, thinking all the while how your girlfriend is turned on by all of your my, right, olfactory my, my, my stimulation. Fiance. Your fiance is is uh, activated by all of your scents. Would there need to be any sort of transition going from brown to sexy time? <laughs> Um, we, uh, Uh-oh. I, there, there's no, you mix uh, them together. No, 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 no. There's no, there's no, uh, oh, like that. No, but, thank um, goodness. Thank I, goodness. I personally, Oof. you know, after a good poop, mm-hmm. um, sometimes no matter how much I'm wiping, mm-hmm. like I'll, I'll want to just take a shower just to give a, sure. a little rinse. Okay. So, so out of respect to your partner. Sure. Okay. Correct. So yeah. it's really just about being clean. Right, but I think it, it's but just about being clean. But as but far as any lingering smells, yeah, um, we uh, fortunately have two floors to our house, so mm. so we tend to you hide uh, out, fight, fight the ducks uh, apart. Right. We were visiting my my uh, sister in Florida, and uh, she's telling us about there's these these invasive ducks, you know, that they're just they're crazy, like they just they have no predators and they just keep reproducing. There's ducks everywhere. Wow. And uh, then my fiance Lux and I, we went to the, uh, <laughs> we went back to our hotel, and I had a real big fart coming, and so I, uh, so I went, I actually opened up the hotel room door and I went down into the hallway and mm. let it rip, uh-huh. you know, out of it. But she heard it and she said, "Is there a duck out there?" Quack. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's love. Quack. <laughs> All right, let's hear the rest of the video. Here we go. Between your browning and then your need to ejaculate. Yeah. Well, the thing was mm-hmm. that brown interrupted my uh, sexual. See, <laughs> see, it's an emergency. So, but she likes I the brown. Out. That's the thing. Christina loves the brown. I don't understand. What, what, Christina's what? very. She finds bathroom humor the funniest of all funny, and Tom not so much. Mm-hmm. So I'm surprised that she even took issue with this, and it didn't like work the way your ball scent works on you know right. on your unlocks. Um, but Tom, on the other hand, finds sexually macabre material funny. And she's not so much. It's interesting. Give me an example of sexual macabre. Uh, gentlemen, 
Yeah, the gauntlet is down. Do you want to show him something? Um, sexual. Do you want to show him Terry? Oh, no, we cannot show Terry anymore on this YouTube channel. Oh, really? What happened? Uh, we just keep on getting demonetized. It's not a good look. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, How... Apparently, YouTube standards guidelines is uh, it's pretty strict. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, good. At, I'm pretty good at getting demonetized on YouTube. Wow. So, so, so I think I think me sitting here might get you demonetized. <laughs> Interesting. All right, keep going to this video. Here we go. Stairs You're like right. I'm ready for sex. Oh. Okay. And then it was like, hey, but we kind of need to make a pit stop. <laughs> See, she loves and that. She loves back. that. That's. I'm seriously blown away because yeah. I didn't realize. Well, thanks real for putting out that. That's cool. <laughs> But see what I like, see what I'm getting at though is women, these things are compartmentalized. Ne'er the tween shall meet. Even somebody that's into the brown like Christina, right? Right. These things, you know, I mean, I obviously people have weird things, but, but for the most part, these are like, uh-uh, you know, don't, you can't, one is a, you know, red light and you can't be on your way to one and stop for the other. They're different phenomenon. Yes. Yeah, I, I actually just got, I, I, I just got struck by something that's so pertinent to this. Please. And um, and and it's not that Lux is uh, you know into the brown, but mm. she's she's just fucking cool. And I had uh, an an item on my list was uh, it just struck me as as like hard to believe that with all the the twenty years that have passed since we started doing our jackass stuff. Yes, nobody ever took a shit on a fan, you know, like that's amazing. So I ordered a fucking fan. And, uh, and, uh, you mean, mean like a, like an industrial yeah, fan? I'm not talking about a person who appreciates right. <laughs> not, not a, an industrial fan. Right. And, and so, did you run it? Did you run it upwards or across? Yeah, totally upwards. straight up. Yeah, yeah. And, and I didn't poop for three days. Oh, nice. And I consumed all, I went to the store. I got all of the liquid laxatives powder. Oh all, boy. Oh I, boy. I consumed so much laxatives. Did you have cramping and stuff for a couple uh, days? It was day two that was the most uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Day three wasn't oh. as bad. And then came the laxatives. Woo. I thought everything was going to fall out of me like a bucket of soup and that doing it over the fan with it pointed straight up it was just going to come right back up i was even going to get in the position to let it come right back up and be all over my face yeah and when i peed on the fan to just to warm up uh it was exactly the way i pictured a big fountain of mm -hmm. vertical spray nice congratulations but, then, but when i but when i pooped on it uh a little heavier well everything nothing it didn't fall out i had this dangler it was just dangling oh. and dangling and then uh, when it finally fell, it didn't come back up. It went. It didn't go. It didn't get on the fan. It got tossed. It got tossed. Okay. And then it kept. And then and then it it kept coming. And it's flying side. It's all flying sideways across the yard. Oh, nice. And I got these people standing around and running, they're all running, running, running for their lives. That's good. I got people barfing while they're running. <laughs> and. Uh, Lux just stood there and took it. <laughs> Slow clap for Lux. Yeah. She is cool. And she's she the only, the only time she fucking even budged was to go in for a better shot. <laughs> With a camera? Uh huh. She held it nice and steady. And she wow. Was, she was wearing a mini skirt the whole time. Wow. And on camera in the clip, she says, "Ah, uh, do I have shit in my vagina?" <laughs> she checks. Because <laughs> she was legitimately concerned. <laughs> <laughs>
And I, I and, as well, and, she should be in my act. Uh, that's how I start off the show. I'd say I start off essentially, you know, saying what I'm up to and, <sighs> and uh, how I just got engaged. And you give an and example then, of how cool she is. Well, yeah, I say the moment that I didn't, I knew that I wanted to put a ring on it. Mm-hmm. Was uh, was when she said, "Do I have shit in my <laughs> vagina?" <laughs> that's how I knew she was the one for me. <laughs> and then. Uh, and then uh, when we cut, because it's a multimedia show, my bucket list tour. So after each bit, I screen it. So you oh, see the you wow. see the footage of her checking, you know, while she says, "Do I have shit in my vagina?" So, so, so and it's set to the song "Take My Breath Away." <laughs> <laughs> and so the 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 bucket list, you you share it during your comedy act. The the, the actual act is a magical journey through my bucket list, uh. and and each bit is punctuated by the footage of it actually happening. Oh my so god, that's fantastic! To see, it's a multimedia comedy show, and to see. Uh, you know, like, the, hear the stories first. It sounds so utterly implausible and, and impossible. And then to they see it. And then every absurd detail in the story matches up to the... I saw you doing something that seemed new to me. You were wearing, like, a fishbowl over your head. Oh, no, no, no. That was from our second movie, The Fart Mask. Okay. And, yeah. and they used to immediately started vomiting. As Correct. As, yeah. I, 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 and that was... Then I almost vomited. Yeah. Well, that's uh, been known to happen. I mean, I, I don't know, you'd vomit, but, but yeah, it's, it can be contagious. Yes, it is <laughs> contagious. Absolutely. Yeah, like that movie, Stand By Me. Can you guys, if, if we, had a, we had a post that, gentlemen. Maybe we don't have to do it right now because Steve and I both know what we're talking about. Right. But back to, uh, you know, back to this, this Tom and, and Christine. Yeah. Um, Lux took no, uh, there, there was no attraction or, or pleasure in the brown. It was just. Willingness to. A small price to pay to be, you know. Yeah, a little. She didn't even think about it. We're getting the footage. Yeah, and, right. And, she's she's committed. And then it, and and I had no idea at the time that that was the bit. The fact that she was right. That uh, ended up being the, the the crowning glory of the moment. Yeah, I, I because yeah. because it, it was anticlimactic. And, and, yeah, it was supposed and to be shit in your face. Right. Ended up being shit in her vagina. Right. I mean, there wasn't, but she needed to check to make right. sure. <laughs> and 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 you guys, I saw. Was it a YouTube video or something where you guys went into a cave or an oh yeah that was thing. on that was on instagram and yeah. this place is incredible we went on a on an rv trip to the grand canyon and uh, along the way there's a, a place that is really does not look like uh like you want to stay there right i mean it doesn't need it's, it's almost completely undeveloped but then they've got this uh this this elevator that takes you 200 feet below the ground, like 20 stories beneath the ground, and then there's this, this these caverns, and uh, there's a restaurant down in these caverns. There, it's just uh, like a just a natural treasure. It's so impressive, and uh, they've got this suite down there where you can rent the whole cavern. So, for the, the, night. so the cavern has got like a suite throughout the, one of the giant caverns Correct. with walkways that people walk around right. and take tours of the cavern. They're walking right, right past your bed. <laughs> right. It's the weirdest thing, and your shower. Uh huh. It's crazy. But, but, but that you know that's not going to happen until uh, like nine or ten a.m. the following morning. Right. And it stops at like six or something. Right. And we were up all night taking naked pictures all over these, you know, Ta- the caverns. All in the caverns. It was it was like seven hundred bucks for the night. That the the like most memorable until I felt so good about it. And when I paid the seven hundred bucks up front, I thought, what the what am I doing? <laughs> like, what am I doing? And then after the fact, I just felt so good about it. So part of this part of this pod is about you know why people go into comedy and stuff and, okay. and why they do what they do. 
It's a deep self-hatred, right? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Something like that. Well, there's like, a, you know, I don't love myself. I need you to do it for me. So let me get on the stage and, and uh, just... But, but, be... you, but you perfected not just the funny, but also the self-abuse part. Okay. Right? Sure. I, I mean, I, I'm really, really, uh, I'm grateful that here I am, you know, in my ninth year on the comedy circuit. Crazy. What, what I've found is that over the... Over the time, there was, you know, you build a show, you tour with it, and then you tape it as the special, and then you build another show. I did that, and my first one was, was just straight stand-up. Mm. Just me doing stand-up, and uh, I intermittently did stunts on stage for the special. Then as I put together my second show, you know, I was, it came together, and it was, it was great. It was the storytelling, the way that I do it. And one night as I was performing, I thought, holy shit, every single one of these stories that I'm telling, for the most part, is something that initially happened on camera. So my head exploded. I thought, fuck, what if I, my next special, if I taped it as straight stand-up, but edited into it after the fact, interstitial footage to illustrate the stories as it goes. Perfect. And then I thought, well, why make it all old stories? Let me do an old story and then let that inspire a new, a new story. And so it's like... Before we went on these mics, you questioned me about a few potential yeah. bucket list <laughs> phenomena. Right. And so now, so that was my second one. And they scared the shit out of me, by the yeah, way. That, that was my, my second one was where... Uh, I don't sign off on any of them. I just right, answer right. your questions honestly. <laughs> sure. Are we clear about that? 100%. Okay. Right. And I would never misrepresent that okay, that was the right. case. Um, but yeah, the, so I taped the second comedy special and it was, you know, a lot of uh, sort of memory lane kind of stories mm. and with a bunch of new stuff mixed in. And then now the, 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 the newest show, the one I'm touring with now, the bucket list tour, there is no old stories. It's all, I did it all for this. That's great. And how each item on my bucket list, the execution of it has had uh, various implications on uh, my relationship with Lux. Oh, like the, like the shit in the vagina thing. Shit in the vagina thing. Like I, 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 Which led to a... I, ta a, I talk a, about that's where I knew I wanted to put a right. ring on. Right, so it ended up being and, a wedding. And then there's what she does, which is uh, she's a, a set designer, prop mm. stylist, you know, art department. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I did, and, and here I'm giving away all my stuff, but I love this idea so much. I, 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 I opined that because women can paint their boobs and show them on Instagram... Yes. And that's not always done. You should be able to paint your penis. I should be able to paint my dick and do whatever I want. So, <laughs> so, so it's a body paint. So I, yeah. I I put together this this cyclist suit with my ten speed bicycle and the the uh, spandex shirt and the bike helmet and everything. But Lux painted on the shorts with a big gallon of black paint. Nice. So I can go around and and crash this bicycle in front of unsuspecting people. You know, he'll be like shocked and concerned. I, I would like to see this. <laughs> <laughs> I have it. <laughs> and then, you know, they'll reach their hand out and, 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 you know, to help me out. And I'm laying there with my schlong. And you're shaking off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. And uh, so Lux did the greatest job painting me up. And um, I'm all I'm like, I'm all like, Lux took a photo of me hoisting up the bicycle, getting ready to go all in my suit, painted up. And uh, I texted it to Johnny Knoxville. And he wrote back, well, that's the smallest black dick I've ever seen. <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, you know, every bit, like, so, so she participated in that. She did the painting. And then from that bit, I would say, oh, you can't, you can't marry someone if you don't agree on, you know, the question of whether to have kids. Oh, yeah. And, and we, we totally, so the, it gets all into this, this thing and, and uh, the, the vasectomy element Why no comes kids? out of that. Uh, there's, there's a couple things. There's the, the 
the fact that alcoholism has not skipped a generation mm-hmm. in the family tree as I know it, mm-hmm. you know, like it's... Well, it's 50-50, right? Your sister didn't correct. get it. Yeah. Well, no, no, my sister... Eh, oh, okay. Yeah. What's, what, do you have a, like a North American Indian descent in you? I don't, I don't. Oh. But tell me about, uh, you know, a nationality Irish, that's... Scottish, Irish, Irish yeah, okay. Russian, okay, okay. <laughs> whatever. Right. Um, you know, whatever it is. But uh, there's my genetic concern. Okay. I, I feel that uh, that's, you know... A concern, okay. but but more, more so, I look at the, uh, you know the, the world that we live in. Like mm. for 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 my dad, my dad's significantly older than you are. Mm-hmm. But uh, when my dad graduated from university, you know, and he, and he was at the top of the class. But for for my dad's generation to graduate from a university, that meant placement in the career of your choice. Mm-hmm. For my generation. It didn't guarantee it gave me a better shot but it didn't guarantee anything mm-hmm. and then now if i were to have kids a, a, a university diploma means absolutely fucking nothing except debt mm-hmm. and in a in a in a world where the rich get richer the poor get poorer the middle class disappears and opportunity dwindles i don't want it on my conscience that i created a person to suffer okay so I, when i could turn my attention to helping people who are already here, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, we want to open up an animal sanctuary. That's, uh, you know, our, our whole plan for uh, our future. And, and it's, you know, I, I know a bit about your story. I'm, you know, I know your dad and I know, sure. you know, you sort of rebelled against him yet. You've been, always been very close to him. You're, sure. you're sort of the anti Ted and yet mm-hmm. you've always had a real closeness with well, him. Well, initially, like when I dropped out of college, and uh, I, I'm going to become a crazy famous stuntman videotaping stunts with my home video camera. Like that didn't... Uh, it didn't excite him. <laughs> it didn't excite him. No, <laughs> like it actually, it actually served to, to create a, you know, a wedge between you guys. A wedge between us. Yeah, not, yeah. not that he wouldn't want to... Uh, no, I know. It wasn't that he didn't want to have a relationship with me. It's that I think he raised me with you know, a certain level of pride, a certain level of standards and expectations that... I wasn't doing anything approved of. I wasn't looking for him to support me in, in doing what he didn't approve of. Right. And I didn't have any good news to share, so I didn't call. So we didn't have a relationship for, for some time. You were a little ashamed. I was ashamed. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then the addiction kicked in. Uh-huh. And, and, but, but then also, you know, uh, and, and it was because of, you know, my mom had this aneurysm. And, well, and I want, that's what I want to talk about, but go ahead. When, it was when my mom uh, had the aneurysm that... Uh, in, it was October 10th of 1998 that this happened. At that point, I had not earned a dime you know, to speak of. I had no fucking success at all. I had graduated from clown college, but... And your parents were separated at that point, and you were... They had been. They and had you been were very close with your mom. I was, yeah, very close to my mom. But, uh, but yeah, and I, and I was living with my sister out in Albuquerque at that point. Uh, my relationship <laughs> with my dad was really not very strong at that point we weren't in touch that often but what brought us together was this uh you know this crisis this situation with my mom mm-hmm. so we went from the hospital to go to some restaurant to you know to get a meal you know and and dad took the took the initiative to say to me he said uh i feel i i i feel i owe i owe it to you to say that I think I've done a major disservice to you by not supporting you in this career that you've clearly committed yourself to. Hmm. He says, uh, I certainly wouldn't have chosen this for you 
But my dad didn't wouldn't have chosen what I chose to get into. He said he said I see that you're committed, and given that I recognize it. And I just want you to be do, do the best you can, and I pledge to support you. And it, it's so meaningful to me that dad said this to me before I had any success. There's no nothing about the way things happen was him coming around because I proved that there was right. a viable. Like he didn't get on a bandwagon like once things went my way. Yeah. Like almost things went my way because he pledged to support me. Mm. You know, like the very first, uh, you know, nickel and dime, you know, negotiations. Dad actually helped me with. It's like, uh, so what initially drove us so far apart ultimately brought us together. And and your mom, it's it. What's weird to me is I I didn't know a lot about your relationship with your mom until we did that Tyler Henry thing. You and I, oh, which is coming on that? soon. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she was a lot like you. She saw you uh-huh. in her, and she was sure. a lively. I, f- I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, that's how I learned about that relationship, strangely, because uh-huh. I knew about Ted. And uh, the people can see that it's gonna be the last episode of his season. It's such a. They were so happy with it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've had, like to be completely honest. I went in there. I know. Just, I was unwilling to pretend that I was I was just like I was ready to shit all over yeah, the I know. whole thing I know that that's why I wanted you in there I didn't give a fuck I was yeah. like I was like you know what no like I'm not I don't even like it I can't even <laughs> believe I'm doing it I love Dr. Drew it's sort of that's why I'm here I'm not gonna pretend that I'm impressed yeah. and that lasted about two minutes <laughs> <laughs> I was so fucking impressed <laughs> And well, that's kind of why I wanted because I was ch- I was on this episode. I, I study his brain while he's doing. It. I wanted somebody challenging. You know, I wanted to know see what uh-huh. he did. But in any event, um, that relationship is very interesting, very interesting, and, and very sort of sad or tragic for you too that she left the way she did, and she sort of had all the years afterwards. What, what, was, what was tragic was the the suffering. Yeah, she, she yeah. survived her this aneurysm, and uh, I have a feeling she that's lived, what Luke she lived for another uh, five years. As we record this, the whole Luke Perry thing hasn't come clean yet, but I have a feeling that's what this was. An aneurysm. Mm-hmm. They keep saying stroke, but I don't think so. I bet you it's an aneurysm. Believe subarachnoid brain mm-hmm. hemorrhage. I bet you. And I uh, bet you. and and uh, like I spent a lot of. I still can't say that I don't wish that it would have just killed her. Yeah, of course. I because, that. because her quality of life was so low and she clung to it so much. Mm. And I don't think that she was really there to... Do you think in any way her clinging to life uh, caused... She was afraid. She was, she was super afraid to die up until the very end when life was just so fucking bad. And she... But do you think your challenging death all the time is a response of that? I don't think so because uh, I was already doing that. I was already. I think that on a larger, um, you know, more sort of big picture view of the human experience, mm-hmm. I think that that uh, it, it you could think of it as a, like a catch twenty two. We have one instinct, which is to survive. Mm-hmm. We have one guarantee: we won't. Mm-hmm. So we're in this fucking jam. It's like, okay, wait, hold on. I don't want to die, and I have to deal with the fact that I am going to die, and I hate that. So it's almost like life human the human experience is an exercise in wrapping your head around your mortality and there's really three ways to do it there's there's procreate so that you have your legacy that lives on so it's okay that i go because i've left this legacy you've got religion it's like oh i'm terrified i'm going to die but i'm going to heaven so everything's going to be okay Mm -hmm. and then you've got the the third category which where you do a snow angel and fire (laughs) (laughs) that's the third category it's it's the 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 dynamic of the cavemen drawing stick figures on the wall because after they're gone those stick figures will remain so so the creative solution creative uh uh-huh and i i took to the video camera as 
like a religious mm. thing. Like the, the like I'm going to be dead. And I thought that I was going to fail in life. I did not think that there was going to be any success for me. I lacked the survival skills in every sense. I couldn't go to class. I couldn't keep a job. Yet you were a huge survivor. I, it you should, maybe less some of the skills to survive easily or well, but you're a huge survivor. I, 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 it's turned out to be the case. But yeah, I, I thought that I was going to die young having failed. And, and everything I was doing with the video camera was like essentially just loading my message into the bottle so that it could be... That said, I could posthumously be discovered as the Van Gogh of dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> I got to write this down. I want to say thank you to the Van Gogh of dipshits. Uh, but where, where does the funny come in? Ah, I, I think that the, the funny comes in with. Uh, nah, I, like I, I would have loved to have had the the kind of like raw, like incredible talent to be able to perform feats that that were, uh, you know, d deserving of of you know attention on just a world, just a extraordinary. World. Yeah, like, rather so, than rather than peculiar and funny. Right. Um, and macabre. I think that. Uh, they, yeah, it's like okay, what what can I what can I perform? What can I do that nobody else can offer with my limited skill set? And but but they're they're usually funny though. Sure, of course. And what is it? What is the where does the levity come in? Where is the the mirth? I don't know. I mean, I, not to say that. Why do we uh, laugh at people getting their balls? Kicked? Oh, I, I misunderstood the. the well, question. They, they, that's that's one way of asking the question. Right. Okay. I mean, there's the the rubbernecking syndrome where we legitimately love uh where to, it's not if it's it. not us it's funny uh-huh yeah but yeah i don't know I, I'm, I'm not even sure but i, I love doing funny shit i love making people laugh I mean, that's for well, sure well the way you construct what you do is funny well thank you and, I, 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 I i care about it <laughs> yeah and and i and i don't know that i can always put my finger on why it's funny right but it is well thank you and, and sometimes it's it's the um nonsensical associate you know jacking off on a, on a sky you know it's like it's like these why it's like the sesame strong song right one of these things is not like the other one of these right. things doesn't belong and yeah uh, and i mean the, here's a, another idea that i had on the bucket list and of course it turned into this whole interesting saga but it makes people laugh just saying what the idea was uh to to line up for a foot race with one of my buddies and like any good race, it starts with a gun. On your mark, get set, poof, they shoot tranquilizer darts into our butt cheeks, at which point we sprint for distance. See? It's the, just there. That's funny. Like a picture of we're running and then falling Slowing unconscious. Slowing down. Whoa. Yeah, just, right. And just struggling to get did, further did, than did, the other guy and landing flat on your fucking did any, face. Did anybody discuss with you the possibility of curare? Here's a, I don't know what that is. It's, it's a par paralyzing agent. Oh, Wow. That's interesting. I'm glad you mentioned it. But you know what I think about, like, and this is an honest answer to why is it funny to watch people get hurt. Uh, I think that it's all about uh, hormones. And, and to be more clear, it's never fucking funny to watch a woman get hurt. Like, uh, I don't think it would ever, ever would be funny because the, their, their like, uh, estrogen is, sort of drives them to be motherly, to be caring. And, and so that's not... But because because we're aggressive <clears throat> because testosterone is all about being macho like, providing yeah. like uh showing power and defense to see a 
to see someone who's uh whose whole makeup is is driven to be you know strong and powerful and macho and then to see that person fail even get hurt it's like haha right you know, like yes. it's like you're, you you've you're uh cut down to size Right. It's like, you know, you've got this such a strong urge to be one thing. And when you come up short, when you fail, like there's uh Thus being kicked in the balls is sort of a classic never thing. Never gets old. And stool all over you in one fashion or another <laughs> never gets old. Right. And I think it, what made me and my buddies uh, successful was our willingness to... Do anything. Well, our willingness to not look cool. You know, mm. like there's such a... Well, it's interesting. You know, when I when you got sober, your relationship to the stunts changed. Uh, and it was more difficult to watch you do them because you mm-hmm. were actually having a lot of feelings about what was right. about to happen, which and was... I hadn't found my voice yet either, you know, like I, that, it, it took me some time to get comfortable in my skin and to, yeah. and now I've really found my stride. So what's the one where the, you were in an outhouse and it was uh-huh. being, sh- what was that it, called? Pucano? It was called a poo cocktail supreme, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was bad. That yeah. was rough. That was a rough one. I mean, it was, uh, it was safe. Was, that was it? My, on that for that whole third movie, my rule was no paralysis, no death, and and as long That's as a good policy, right? As long, as long as those aren't real concerns, then I like to consider myself in. Are you guys working on any other films coming up? Uh, can you say? There's, I'm not ruling it out. And Knoxville just did that thing about the amusement park in New Jersey. Right. I got to see that. I haven't seen it yet. It's uh. I saw him immediately after he flew right, and with his hit his head. Out, yeah. his, tell them that. His eye came out. His eye came out of his orbital socket. Yes, uh, he went to the hotel room and he was like, oh, my eye's popping out. Of I think that he's gotten the short end of the stick on uh, you know, the, the long-term stuff because most of the rest of us, myself, Bam, Chris, like uh, Dave England, like, uh, like we grew up falling down. We grew up riding skateboards. We were really like physically active. So we, we have this like this built in skill like, with falling. Right. Like yeah. we're, we're, we're very like, uh, you know, whatever, like Knoxville doesn't have any of that. <laughs> so when Knoxville falls, there's no, there's no instinct. There's, right. ju- there's just, there's just his head, his head. Yeah. There's just impact. Yeah. And, uh, I think that, um, with the in the long term, the the that that's gonna be showing up from. I I heard that there was one in fall that like that he has trouble turning his car his, his steering wheel to the left because because of his shoulder. It's compromised, or, and then there was like back issues. I mean, I don't know because he he's not. Uh, he won't talk about it. He won't. Yeah. He won't. He's a. Uh, so I said, this is all conjecture. I don't I'm yeah, not, I, yeah, yeah. I have no idea. He, he's one of the nicest human beings I, I know. He, he's uh, yeah. an extraordinary guy. Yeah, truly. In any case, thank you, everybody. Speaking of extraordinary guys, uh, Steve-O, where should we look for you? Tell us where to go. Oh, uh, Steve-O.com is a home for all, all my stuff. Instagram? Uh, Instagram's at Steve-O. Uh, got Stand all, up. Got all my little check marks. Um, I don't know when this comes out, but uh, my next shows are in Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, this is out uh, March 7th. Alabama. March 7th is where we'll be here. Oh, great. So dropping on March 7th, so that uh, week after. Alabama Stardom is a big one. Omaha, I've already got sold out. Uh, Hartford, Connecticut. I don't know. Check Whatever. out Steve-O. Check out Steve-O.com, right? Is where to go to get the dates and stuff. Steve-O.com. What, do you, what my, are you laughing about? My whole tour schedule. Just about how, like, you know, you have to kind of, uh, when you buy tickets for my show, there's like, you know, I acknowledge that 
I'm gonna see some stuff. <laughs> when, like when you when you walk into the showroom, there's like there's there's legal notices like plastered all over the venue. Like that, they, have, they, 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 you forfeit your your. Uh, if anything offends you, if anything's you, offends you, better leave you. now. Get the hell out of here. If you're gonna be easily offended, that's your fucking fault. After. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my friend. Good to see you, man. Take care, we'll, and we'll see you all next time. All conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.